Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is a quick hit from MSG Night 3. I'm here with Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Hey there, how's it going? Awesome. Um, and our guest today is Wade, uh, frequent hey. frequent returning guest and um, one of one of our favorite people to, to fish with. Hi, Wade. Hey, RJ, how are you? Hey, Jonathan. So, Wade, you just got back. Um, I know Saturday night you had a late, late night of um, DJing and... Mm-hmm. Um, you were able to catch Saturday and Sunday, and it seems like last night was the was the night to to really be able to soak it in. What were your overall 
kind of impressions before we get into the specifics? Well, I think, you know, going into it, I think we're seeing a lot of hope uh, for first sets now. Um, I guess the kids are seeing micro jams uh, in the first set, and uh, certainly that last night was no exception. Um, uh, absolutely gorgeous play there, um, most notably in It's Ice, um, where, again, the band chose to flex a more ambient uh, open style of jamming last night to which uh, to great effect. Um, I just want to I just want to interrupt to say that as far as we know, Jonathan coined micro jams for the kids. Oh, stop it, <laughs> Jonathan! I am shaking uh, your hand through Skype. I'm video reaching my hand through your your uh, your credit to the organization. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Keep going, Wade. Um. So. You know, so then, of course, um, you know, second set begins. We have a bag, which is, you know, you know, who, who doesn't love a bag set two opener? And uh, rather rather choosing to go yard with it, which I think a lot of us were expecting, uh, they dropped into Wolfman's, uh, you know. So those two back-to-back really had this 97-type feel. And then in Wolfman's, they really opened it up. Um, and again, giving way to the more uh, ambient, uh, ethereal, uh, even with the groove behind it, and uh, which then, of course, um, led to. No, I forget. Did they? Did they? Do the miss you? They did the miss you after waves, right? Right, and it, you know, it uh, with that quiet, ambient space on the end of waves, it kind of flowed beautifully into. Uh, I mean, and I mean, the audience right now is is absolutely furious that we're not mentioning the twist right now. So I'm going to get back to that. Yeah, we'll get back to it. Because so so twist, you know, uh, uh, you know, when you can get out there with twist and it's nice and gooey and it, it, it had this again, opting for the dynamics to bring it down. Uh, to this to this incredibly low and patient level. And I think, you know, when people say, you know, X band sucks and this band sucks, I don't think they mean that. What what Fish does, no one else can do. And is that, that deafening almost silence that they break it down to where they're in control and they can go anywhere they want. And the way that the whole thing developed and wrapped back around to the head was masterful in, in a way that, you know, that... Uh, I, I hadn't seen in a while. This was not the band that I saw last year. Thank God. Uh, and it, it's it was uh, it was truly it was a truly remarkable thing, especially the way that they brought it back around to the head. Yeah. Let's, yeah I, sorry. Go ahead, Jonathan. Oh, I just want to say I agree completely. The way they brought Twist back to a close was just not something I had heard them do that well in a long time. In a long time, it's just, there's a level of patience there, and I think you know this is what they always wanted. Uh, they wanted to do the residency at MSG, and they're showing us just what comfort and settling into a room can do to a band's playing. Uh, you know, and I, and I feel like they're already very much at home, which bodes very well for the rest of the run. Of course, now I'm a huge Waves fan. Everybody who fishes with me knows I'm a huge Waves fan. I know it was a repeat. Uh, you know, a recent repeat, and I was just fine with that. And then, of course, like like Jonathan was saying, not nothing too big, nothing too long, but 
you know, I think, and really ever since that It version, I think we're all expecting the, the, the mothership landing at some point in Wave. <laughs> and whether it happens or not, you know, and last night it happened in a major way. And I just, the way that everything just sort of collapsed onto itself, it was just this deafening silence. And, and Kuroda just brought it all the way down to those deep purples. And it was like, you could hear a pin drop in that place. And that, to me, is the absolute beauty of fish. That's they, awesome. They like command that. an entire arena down to silence, and we're eating out of the palm of their hands. That's the fish I want. That's the fish that's parked at the garden. And if any of you are doing all of them, I fucking hate you. Because <laughs> well, I know, I know that we have people listening who, who are. Um, I know, and I love you all. No, 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 I love you all with all of my heart. I'm I think just you so can, jealous of I think you. you can so love, right. I think you can love and hate at the same time. It's okay. Oh, God, aren't um, I great? So I want to go back real quick. Well, first of all, let's. Um, we got a couple of submissions of people's take takes from the show. So I want to drop one in here from set break real quick and hear, hear impressions in the first set. And then, Wade, let's talk a little bit more about that. It's size. This is Richard here at set break of night three of the Baker's Dozen with Matt, Batia, and Sarah. And they're going to tell us a little bit about what they thought about the first set. What do you guys think? It was great. Thoughtful song choices as always. Um, a great little gimmick at the beginning with Fishman coming out dressed like the Pope, spraying holy water on everyone. Um, was it holy water? It was holy water. Did not, did not the recognize holy, that. Holy, holy smoke as well. Okay. Probably from a Dasani bottle with a cap. How do you get the cap in, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he gets the cap in. Yeah. Well, you got to bring them in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. It's just palpable excitement around the room. It's been like that since the first night. Like, yeah, I was going to say that. The energy here is like, I've never, like energy I've never felt in MSG before for sure. And like energy you don't even feel in the summer, like on a summer tour. You don't get this. This is the kind of energy that I, I maybe at Magnaball there was something like this. Yeah. Um, but this is just like electricity in the room. I, I like kind of hate New Yorkers, but the New York energy that is here is different from where you get another. It's place. really great energy. And uh, thank you guys. All right. Thank you, everyone who submitted, and, and keep them coming. It's fun to hear people's take from set break and whatnot. Um, Wade, I know we, we talked before we started recording a little bit about the It's Ice, but that was um, a little bit surprising, I guess, in terms of, you know, a, a first set, what, 15-minute 15 15-minute 15 ice, right, almost almost at the end of the set. Yep, absolutely. And I, well, you, and that's, again, you know, we're seeing a lot of hope for the first set. Uh, I mean, the other night, you know, the MoMA, I mean, they even gave it breath and burning the treatment. I mean, like, so I think, I think, and it was in the back of everyone's mind, if they were going to open it up significantly in a set, it was going to be ice. And, of course, they delivered in a very uncharacteristic, you remember now, you go back through the, the uh, canon of ice jams, they all start very angular. There's always this edge to them mm, that, mm. that that this cacophony that will then could then go into space or funk or whatever. But again, this one immediately the edges were all softened immediately. It was this it was this gooey, uh, you know, flowing thing r right off the rip, and um, and it was it was a brilliant piece of improv. And again, the way they brought that back around to the head again was masterful. The landings last night were 
Greg Louganis, boom, no splash, just fantastic. <laughs> That's you know I thought that I, I tweeted yesterday that the I thought the drop into that um, strawberry letter cover after that insane down with disease jam was yeah. just like so expertly done. They just they seem to be they seem to be so precise and on right now. I don't know if you guys felt the same. Now, way, now, now, I would be remiss if I didn't say that there has been struggling with the compositions. Uh, there has been some noticeable difficulty uh, with a lot of the progressions. Trey did try his damnedest during Glide last night, and he damn near nailed it. Um, you know, however, I will trade compositional flubbery for any of this improv. So this is that is by by no means a dig whatsoever. But we 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 still have to be realists about this. There's been some heavy compositional uh, struggle. Jo- Jonathan's the chairman of our flub department, so he he's he's got a close eye on all of them, right, Jonathan? Yeah, I've got a spreadsheet going. Um, <laughs> but we, there, I I agree. You know, there are there are points where they're not nailing things, but the jamming is outstanding. There's uh, a good collective listening, and it's adding up to something that's way bigger than you know, missing a note here and there. Oh, couldn't agree more. It's like, yeah, dude, Brad. Brad's a head case. Fuck Brad. He doesn't know. He's <laughs> it was a show, man. Nobody comes to hear us see, see us at the changes. Uh, no, you're absolutely right, Jonathan. You know, it's uh, it's. Uh, I'll I'll take all the jamming in the world. Go ahead. You can fuck up horn for the millionth time. I don't care. I love you, and I love horn. By the way, it's. I think it's their best written solo. So. And uh, you know, Glide was still possibly one of the best, if not the best, of 3.0. I mean, they they oh, got yeah. so close, I so out there. It's a hundred percent, and uh, you know, which isn't saying much, but uh, but but yeah, it says it, something considering what it came says before. Something without question. And Trey was concentrating very intently on that fretboard. It was, you know, again. They flub some shit. It's fine. We, it's like I'm, I'm. The jamming comes first and foremost, and that's what they're doing. So, but anyways, if you listen to just glide, you might notice that. But if you listen to the how many people are you with the micro jam that was t- built into that, which Fantastic. is quite kind of surprising, you know, to get that in a newer song. And great. It was great. Listen to them back to back. You'll never notice whatever Trey misses because you're sure. just amped from what you just heard. Amped, absolutely. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna play um, per Wade's request. We're gonna play a little bit of the waves um, after we play one more um, submission from someone who who did a little post show recording. So we'll do that, and then you'll hear waves. But um, before I do that, Wade, what else? What were your big takeaways? What are you most excited about over the next several days? Over the next several days, it's nice to see. Um, it's nice to see all the their ideas, you know, that they've wanted to, you know, the flavor donut themes, and uh, I think this gives a lot of fans a lot to talk about. I feel like the way that they're doing these donut rollouts is is instilling a, a big sense of community where maybe this community was struggling before. Now we all have something collectively to talk about more as opposed to just overanalyzing the shows. Now we can actually go in and anticipate the next theme, and now there's a now there's a whole community discussion about it. You know what I mean? And I think that it's a very positive thing. And, um, and I mean, Tuesday, jams? you kidding me? I'm, like, about to quit my job. Like, <laughs> yeah. You and everybody else, I think. Yeah, man. I just just want to see them play Dupree's Diamond Blues. 
the you Jedi know, world tastes so good. You know, the only thing I really wanted out of this whole thing was the debut of End of Session. I just want to see, ha. you know, now that they're they're doing all this ambient stuff, that you know, we could have it just appear out of some ambient mist. Uh, I always love that composition and story of the ghost. So, um, but I'm most excited for the fans. RJ, that's what I'm most excited for. Uh, for every single kid that gets to walk in those doors any night, just know that this is a band that hasn't showed up in a long time, and they are killing it. So that is a that is a great way to end, Jonathan. Any any last words before we leave people with a little uh, post show take and then waves? I think you pretty much said it. Uh, I can't believe I have to wait until next Saturday to see these guys. <laughs> I got four days, but um, four days, and I'm 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 really psyched. So, um, cool, Wade. You're you're always invited, and you're always welcome. So come back soon, and thank you for sharing your take with us. Oh, absolutely! Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you, RJ. Happy birthday, Brad Tenbrook! <laughs> Good evening, fans. Elliot here, reporting from night three, Saturday, seven twenty-three. Outside of MSG, all is quiet. The show is over. Fish has thoroughly destroyed this place. The music tonight was all on key. It was all top notch. This is the reason we come and see Fish. Uh, the donut tonight was red velvet. We did not try one, but we heard it was cakey. I'm here with my friend Mark, who enjoyed his first show back in the arena in like two and a half years. Mark, in one word, sum up tonight. Stupendous, Elliot. Thank you, Mark. Mark's from the London land. Um, anyways, really revved up. I wasn't planning on doing the Tuesday, Wednesday shows. I don't know how I can miss them. Anyways, I hope they save more for tomorrow night. Later, guys. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Still I'm stranded on my knees As words depart upon the breeze That quickly drifts away from here And possibly won't reach her ear If we could see the many waves That flow through clouds and sunken caves she sense at least the words that saw her on the wind and underwater on the wind and under on the wind and underwater on the wind and underwater on the wind and underwater on the wind
Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, 